Real Marketing Rap is brought to you by Tim Bush and me, Joe Edwards. And we talk about everything marketing. We'll tell you as it is, jargon free and no BS. We'll have guests every week from high rollers to first starters, all from different industries and disciplines within the marketing world. We're here to set the record straight with nothing but marketing realness. Uh, wicked. Hey, Tim. How you doing? Oh, very good, mate. Very, very good. Christmas special show. And on the show, we're going to be covering off our best and worst Christmas ads. Uh, a little bit, as we always do, about um, what we've seen come, like, come up in the, the kind of industry, any new kind of updates for, for our listeners. And then we're basically going to do a bit of a critique on some of the Christmas ads we've seen, given that this is a Christmas special, and it's probably the most obvious thing you could do for a Christmas special. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to this one, because basically we just get to ab- abuse all the good work <laughs> that other marketers are doing. Uh, no, but we, 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 uh, we've obviously going to praise some of it as well, so that's all, it's all good. Good stuff. No, looking forward to this one. And um, yeah, I feel like we should have um, some mince pies and uh, eggnog and all that kind of stuff to power us through. But um, I think we just have to stick with the PG tips, which I am at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you might as well tell everyone you've obviously got a bit of a bad back at the moment. Um, I have, yes. Our plan was to do this over over some beers. But yeah, um, yeah which actually in hindsight, that might have actually helped the back. But, uh, yeah. but there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we'll we'll do the celebrations. Uh, we'll do, we'll do these celebrations in the uh, in the pub. In in the new year, and we'll do a special there. I think. Yeah, um, yeah definitely. So you're, no you're dry January you're, for us. No dry January. Don't believe in it. It's a bunch of nonsense. <laughs> um, yeah. So you're drugged up, and I'm slightly hungover because I had my Christmas do last night. But hey ho, this magic ingredients for a great show. <laughs> exactly. Hilarious, cool. hilarious. So um, cool. Well, let's get into um, to looking at our our favourite ads and uh, and least favourite ads for that matter uh, of the Christmas season. Should we do our bads and then our goods? So we leave on a bit of a positively festive type note. That, that feels sounds... like you know. Start with the Grinch and then end <laughs> end, end with. Uh, I don't know, Santa, I guess. <laughs> cool. <laughs> All right. So, um, should I start with my, my least favourite ad? Yeah, the, go, uh, go with your least favourite. So, um, I'm going to start with, uh, with Waitrose, actually. Um, I think normally they actually have some really great ads. And um, to be fair, it's not like the, the ad this year is, is horrendous. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it, but um, it kind of starts with this kind of super snowy scene with these. Um, yeah. people kind of wading through the snow to this um, kind of rural pub and uh, they go in they have a couple of pints etc and then before they know it uh, they get snowed in and then the power goes out and it's like oh no it's, you know, it's Christmas day what are we going to do so um, they then start raiding the kitchen and as if by magic there is a full-on festive feast from Waitrose in every cupboard imaginable from the turkey to amazing looking Christmas cakes and you name it and Collectively, they all kind of rustle up this, um, this this Christmas feast, which I guess doesn't sound like the worst ad in the world in many ways, but um, it just came across to me as a little cliched and, I don't know, when you, you perhaps think about some of my favourite Christmas ads, many of which include cartoon bears, um, <laughs> my, my kind of point around it just seems a bit unbelievable, kind of sounds a bit odd, but um, 
I don't know. It just didn't seem to to really click for me this year. The Waitrose ad. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Like uh, I, uh, when you first watched it as well, I actually thought it was Guinness. Yeah, it yeah, had a whole Guinness has vibe that kind to of it. vibe. Totally, totally. Um, especially like a you know a bunch of horses to start kind of you know <laughs> coming out of the snow the, uh, the sea. <laughs> exactly yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um yeah so that one for me although i mean on paper it sounds like it ticks all the boxes but just for some reason the execution didn't quite land for me um, yeah this year um but um yeah i'm sure they'll they'll be knocking it out of the park next year Let's, let's hope so. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> so if you had to give it a score out of five, what are you giving it? Oh, I wasn't expecting having to score them. That's a good one. Um, maybe a two and a half. Okay, that's that's fairly friendly. Yeah. Okay, so shall I do my next... Uh, yeah, go for it. Next one. Okay, so my... I think I'm going to go with my first one being bad of Moz the Monster, which was the John, John Lewis ad. I mean, these guys basically set the standard right a couple mm-hmm. of years ago, um, and I just think it's a bit lame. Uh, what's kind of interesting with the probably the two ads that I've picked that I don't like is I don't necessarily think they're actually targeted towards me. I actually think they're trying to kind of get kids more kind of as a target audience, you know? Mm. Um, so I think that's why I, you know, I just feel it's a little bit lame. It's a bit like, oh, there's Moz and here's a product. And while there is a little bit of a story somewhere in the background, mm. it's just that strong. Um, you know, when you go back to when they did Bear in the Hair, um, I mean, that campaign was like pretty phenomenal, uh, mm. not just from, you know, what what it achieved um, as I think it was the second kind of season that they'd, they'd done it with the bear in the hair but um the way they executed that campaign i was kind of lucky to sort of understand a bit of the behind the scenes because i was kind of working with one of the agencies at the time uh who was doing some work with it and they had like twitter handles where the bear and the hair were talking to each other nice. um they had e-card like an app where you could effectively create a bear in the hair e-card and send them off to your friends and family they had bear caves in the shops that the kids could go and see so it was a really really good integrated um campaign mm. so you know not just tv but but everything else they did around the outside and really felt like they'd thought about it and i'm not saying they haven't thought about this one they 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 i'm sure they spent a lot of time and money thinking about um thinking about it i just compared to the stuff they've done in the past i think it just really um Mr. Mark, so I'm going with big fat 1.5 mince pies <laughs> on that one. <laughs> no, you know what? I, I I totally agree with you on that one. I think um, you know it's, it's starting to get really kind of formulaic in terms of how they roll out these these ads. And you know, I think historically, John Lewis has, has kind of been Christmas from a, from an advertising perspective. And um, you know, I think from the Coke ad, man, you can't forget that. Of that course, like, yeah, yeah, it goes without saying. That, that, yeah, <laughs> that, that advert is basically the start of Christmas, exactly. even if they start showing it in November. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. And um, and again, yeah, going back to the the John Lewis stuff. I mean, it again on paper, it ticks all the boxes, you know. And I think referencing our kind of you know comments around brand and you know building an emotional connection, all the rest of it, um, you can kind of see 
what, what John Lewis are trying to do. But um, I find just, you know, after I don't know how many years they've been doing this kind of style of ad now, it must be at least five or something. Um, it's just getting a little predictable now. And, um, yeah. you know, I, I kind of being a bit of an ad geek, um, I normally quite look forward to the John Lewis ad, actually. It's a bit of a moment. And um, just in true marketing geekdom, um, we actually watched this year's ad together as a team. It just so happened that we were in our, our team meeting and, um, you know, we saw it on Twitter that it had dropped. So we thought, oh, well, let's all watch it. And, you know, we actually watched it as a team. And I think we all just sat there a little bit like, what was that? Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I just didn't feel anything um, yeah. afterwards. Um, yeah, it's not like it's a terrible ad, but it just didn't feel anything. And I think that's yeah. what John Lewis have done so well in the past. You know, you, you kind of, you know, occasionally even have that little lump in your throat, don't you, when you watch their ads. Whereas this this year, it just, yeah, just felt really flat. Okay. Um, so on to your next bad one. Yes, yeah, so my next bad one. And um, obviously we, uh, we did kind of sync on this before the show. So uh, this might be a little bit controversial, but, um, but my next one is, is actually Sainsbury's. So um, kind of sticking with the, uh, the supermarket chains at the moment in terms of, I mean, just on that, it's like, you, you're a, obviously you said you're an ad geek and you quite like this point of the year when they all come out. I'm actually a bit of a cynic, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> And and I I'm kind of a bit sick of all the emotion that they're trying to pour into everything because yeah, it's yeah. it's I, I don't know I don't know what it is like and I I know I've always been a marketer but like I sit I do quite cynically look at stuff sometimes and just think to myself <laughs> like you all these Christmas ads you're just doing them for Christmas sake not really there's there's like let, oh it's, it's Christmas let's put some emotion into an advert yeah, and get yeah. it out into market I feel like that's all that really happens and I know. No one's come out with a left field uh, kind of angle on on any of this yet. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. still kind of waiting to see uh, no, to see that, that a bit. You're actually on something there. And what's to say that you shouldn't be creating emotionally engaging ads at any other time of the year? Like actually, for for, for someone that you know, take a brand that actually decides to do something around, I don't know, in the springtime that actually made you feel something um just think how much that would actually stand out you know yeah. rather than just wait until christmas when everyone yeah. else is is doing these kind of yeah. like um you know tearjerkers and that's what know. i want to see i just want to see you pick another emotion mm. pick anger mm. go with yeah, anger yeah. Go, go go with something that's the polar opposite of what everyone else is doing yeah, and yeah. you get stand out no, it's a really really good point and um and i guess like going back to the same as ad um it's actually you know, a fairly decent ad. I like the fact that they've used um, Sainsbury's staff um, and and their families, etc. So that's that's kind of cool, rather than the big kind of blockbusters. You know, I think the last couple of years they've kind of, you know, in some ways actually, I think they've had one of the better ads uh, of the Christmas season. But um, but yeah, I guess because I am kind of more evaluating the ad this year around kind of making me feel something. And even though we've just kind of poo pooed this whole, you know emotional thing for christmas but you know i actually do kind of enjoy that i think i'm a little bit soppy at heart in some ways but um but the same ads, you know when you compare it against some of the other stuff out there um i guess it was kind of entertaining it was kind of interesting um but but again didn't really make me feel anything and for that reason because the, the competition is so great with you know other supermarket chains um that kind of didn't really hit the mark for me um so uh I guess it's probably around a, a 2.5 for me 
Right, so I'm going to give you my view now because, yeah. like, we, this actually ended up in my good bucket out of the rest of them. And for me, the reason I liked it was actually I did connect with it for for whatever reason. You know, I felt actually it's real people. It's I mean, I know there was like Kermit's in it. I'm a big fan of Kermit, so that's uh, yeah, happy days Kermit. there. <laughs> and there was one other famous dude in it um, whose name escapes me now. I think he used to be the dad in the family. I think that's what it was yes, called. Yeah, like midway through the ad, royal you know, family or whatever it was called. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But but generally it was just real people not singing particularly well, but clearly having a lot of fun. Mm. And for me, th- that was the point of difference compared to anything else I've seen. Like everything else was a big blockbuster. Mm. These guys actually went, no, we're going to do it. We're going to flip it on its head and we're going to keep it really, really authentic. And they're singing about sprouts at some point, And that it just made me kind of <laughs> giggle a little bit as well. So that one for me, you know, the just the fact that they did something that no other supermarket chain did. Mm-hmm was enough for me to give it a four and a four and a half mince pies oh four and a half yeah wow so, is, so uh, sc- quite screw you screw you <laughs> mr bush <laughs> i think that one was a winner good uh, good good not the not the winner not the but, winner, uh, winner. But, um, yeah yeah awesome awesome good stuff all right so um yeah, let's let's go on to our next batch then. Uh, I might start grouping some of these because uh, I think we, we could end up with me geeking out over Christmas ads for like the entire afternoon. Yeah, yeah. I'm slightly overdosed on uh, pain medication at the moment because of my back. But uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, so uh, I'm actually going to group the next two ads in, in a way because they're they're kind of sort of similar in, in many ways in that they both feature bears. And okay. um, so kind of my my top three christmas ads this year are are, are s bbc and heathrow and both s and heathrow both feature bears so s I, I guess you've probably seen it it's the kind of tie-in with with paddington bear and has this kind of burglar character that paddington mistakes for for santa and then he's stolen all of these gifts and then he has to go back round with paddington bear in this kind of um, little Santa sleigh, etc., and and kind of you know re-deliver all the gifts, and at the end, um, the the burglar kind of you know reevaluates his life, I guess, and and kind of yeah, um, you know has a little emotional moment when he sees all his families enjoying Christmas, etc. And um, I don't know, just for some reason, um, you know, I guess I quite like Paddington. Uh, I also quite like marmalade sandwiches, so uh, yeah, I've got that in the, in, in kind of common with with Paddington. There we go. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed that one, and uh, and again, it kind of made me feel something. And um, continuing with the the kind of bear theme, I, I don't know if, if you've seen it. Um, it's it's not kind of been everywhere, like you know John Lewis and Eminem, etc. But the um, the Heathrow ad. Yeah, I haven't seen this one, so yeah, it's, it's worth to... having a little look actually. So it's kind of a little bit of a um, historic walk through Heathrow. Um, yeah. and it's um it features this little bear um and um it kind of starts with um i don't know it's probably in the 60s or something and um yes yeah, it's kind of like really you know dated looking plane with you know the 60s kind of interior and heathrow also is not the heathrow you kind of see today it's it's kind of like you know pretty much a you know porter cabin with uh you know a runway out in front of it but yeah. um a few peace know, signs and, exactly and, uh, yeah yeah <laughs> and, uh, a bunch of hippies walking around 
And um, yeah, there's a little bear and then um, the flight attendant is another little bear and they have this moment and they then connect in the, um, the kind of departure lounge and you know, he has this kind of thing where they then kind of get married, have kids, grandkids, etc. And it kind of just shows you how um, Heathrow has, has kind of grown and changed over the years up to the modern day. And yeah. um, and again, it's just really nice. And um, you know, I, I definitely am getting a bit soppy in my old age, but um, clearly, yeah. clearly, I know. Big, but I, I definitely had a little kind of like little tear in my eye. I've thought, oh, it's yeah. really nice. And um, I think I'm going to have to come yeah. and give you a big hug through so. the screen or something. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it on, yes, yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I just I really like those those two ads, and um, you know. There's definitely a, a winner for me in terms of bears being the uh, the core theme for the year. But um, yeah, but going back to my point, you know, creating that emotional kind of storytelling moment is um, you know is what Christmas is all about for me. So that's why those two ads really stood out. And I'll save my last one for um, for after you've um, kind of discussed your next ad. Okay, so I'm going to go with one more bad one, and then and then I've got my good one, which I'm going to leave till after your last one. Okay. So my last bad one is Asda. Um, so basically, again, so back to the Moz, the monster, it was a bit um, kind of, I think it was aimed at kids. So it kind of did very little for me personally, even as a father, actually, it still did very little for me. Um, but basically this daughter and her grandfather stumble upon Asda's Christmas factory Um and have snuck into this thing called the Imaginarium. And I think it may be slightly the cynic in me again, but it's all a bit kind of uh, Hogwarts-y, but a lot cleaner, maybe. <laughs> and um, I don't know, it, just, it was just a bit kind of like, oh, they're tiny people running around in a big place with big pop-up books and all that sort of stuff. And I just, it just didn't do a lot, really. A bit I can't, I, yeah. yeah, just a bit cliched and... and and again, another just another. It just felt like more noise, really. It's like if you'd have swapped the Asda like logo out and put any other supermarket brand on there, it could have been theirs. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's kind of the way I, I guess I felt about it. So that's my last bad one. That's getting a like not even a mince crumb. That's just. <laughs> half-eaten raisin or something yeah <laughs> hilarious uh, cool and um yeah my my last one actually i didn't rate those last m and s and uh, he's oh, so did i give yeah. us those give us yeah those. so um I which think one's better so i that's a good question actually i quite like the Heathrow one i think might be just slightly better than the the m s one because um it was just an interesting little walk through um you know the 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 way that Heathrow's evolved and stuff like that. So it's like a little history lesson. So I think that one was just slightly better. Um, so, um, yeah, maybe maybe we're looking at kind of four and four and a half in some ways. Yeah. Okay. Right, so, okay but cool. both, both pretty epic. Yeah. And, um, yeah, the last one um, for me is um, the BBC's uh, Christmas ad. Uh, again, I don't know if you've seen this, but it's like a an animated thing where um, clearly there's a kind of single father with with his daughter um and she enters a a talent competition at her school and um he's super busy uh, i think he works for the aa or something so he's always out kind of repairing cars and stuff like that and um she's constantly trying to kind of um you know show 
Well, she's going to do at the uh, the talent competition, this little dance, etc. And every opportunity, she's like dancing around him, and he's always preoccupied or, or busy, etc. And um, it gets to the actual kind of night of the the, the show, and he wasn't going to be able to come because he was working. Um, yeah. And then he has this kind of epiphany, if you like, and realizes actually, my God, I really need to go and see this. I can't miss my daughter's um, yeah. kind of performance there. So um, he he tags along the girl kind of behind the curtain the curtain opens and she clocks her, her father sitting there and um, just kind of completely freezes and doesn't know the moves etc and because the father's seen her do it so many times he's in at the back doing the little dance and then essentially it kind of looks like they're both doing it together on the stage and okay. um yeah everyone get at the end starts applauding and clapping and all the rest of it and um and again, it's not necessarily super Christmassy, but I guess it just kind of shows um, the importance of, of family and you know, it's got a nice story to it. And, and again, um, in my old age, I am absolutely getting you know, too, too kind of uh, soppy for my own good. But, um, but yeah, I had a little kind of like, oh, lump in my throat moment. So yeah, um, yeah that one with me was, was really cool. Um, I mean, oddly, you could probably run that at other times in the year and it'd still be actually quite a cool, relevant ad. But, um, yeah. but yeah, it was good. Cool, cool. Okay, so my last one uh, is, and no real surprises given my job and and <laughs> fascina- and general, like, it's not even my job, it's just my life. Uh, so it's uh, NBA on ESPN over Christmas because... Basically, the NBA, if you do or don't know it, um, play a shed load of games on, on Christmas Day. Um, I'm still in negotiations with my wife on, on how many of these I might be able to partake in. Um, probably very few, to be perfectly honest, but hey-ho. Um, but yeah, so they've done, they've done something different, actually. They've, cut, they've, done, they've taken a comedy route, and they've got the NBA, some of the NBA stars literally sitting on Santa's knee, um, and not necessarily talking about, oh, what do you want for Christmas? Because quite frankly, NBA stars have got everything they could ever bloody want anyway. Um, but there's just some real kind of comedy moments. So there's a guy called John Wall who plays for Washington Wizards. And Santa turns around to him and goes, oh, we're here with John Wall, the NBA's fastest player. Um, and you're going up against Kyrie Irving for on Christmas Day, who's the NBA's quickest player. And uh, John Wall goes, oh, hey, I'm quick too. And Santa, Santa kind of goes, oh, okay, prove it. And uh, I've got this cookie. And, and then it cuts immediately, and the cookie's in, like, John Wall's hand. <laughs> and, uh, and then it cuts again, and John Wall and Santa are flipped round, and he's like, yeah, and I'm also a wizard. And it's, so it's <laughs> kind of like uh, some nice things. And then there's another one with uh, J.R. Smith, who plays for the Cavs. And uh, he basically, Santa just basically takes the piss out of JR, like, he's like, what does JR stand for? Is it jump shot raw? Uh, and he's like, no, it's junior. And he's like, junior, junior? All right, junior, that's what it is. And he just like yawns, like, that's so boring. And uh, it's just, it's just, yeah, it is just nice. It's a, they've, you know, the Santa is quite a comical dude. He's actually quite skinny. He's not kind of a big kind of dude. But it is, it is, um, for me, it was just nice. And they're only 15 seconds. They're real, like, social media content, mm. not necessarily big TV ads, um, blockbuster stuff. Um, but I just thought they were a nice way of doing something. It's good that they've kind of engaged the players and got the players to kind of do it and make it happen. Uh, working in my industry, it's actually, you'd be surprised um, 
how I'm not going to say the word the word's not difficult, but the amount of things you have to do to get like players yeah, engaged, and particularly yeah, yeah. from like ESPN, who are effectively just the broadcaster, not the league. Um, it's, it's 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 good. It's impressive stuff. So for me, that gets a big fat Christmas pudding rather than just five <laughs> mince pies, because uh, that one was that one was pretty pretty awesome. That does sound cool. I'm definitely going to check those out. I've uh, not seen that one, but um, but yeah, that sounds really cool. Cool, excellent. So I guess we should move on to um, the rant. Yeah, I understand. You've got a bit of a rant this week. I have got a bit of a rant. God damn it! Um, but my rant's about metrics, actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, it came up. We we've been. I've been running a really big. Um, probably the one of the biggest campaigns I've run in my career actually over the last six months and we've got the kind of uh, final not the final set but the first set of what I'd call milestone metrics for the whole campaign and all the metrics brought up a lot of questions a lot of questions do we do we believe in the data do we believe in the numbers what's the definition of this metric all this kind of stuff that people just like get really quite um, nervous about presenting the numbers, whether it's to internal or external stakeholders about what the campaign has or, or hasn't done. And my, my rant is that I just wish people would stop questioning the numbers so much in the validity of them when all we all need to do is measure the same thing in the same way every time and agree on the definition and communicate it. And that's it. You don't, there's no, there's no more or less to it than that. Agree a definition, go with a definition, measure it the same way every single time you measure it. And regardless of how many nuances you get about geographical data, because obviously some people hide their IP addresses and some people don't, You have a benchmark, you have a standard that you can work to. Mm -hmm. And also the the analogy of there's no smoke without fire is something I really believe in as well. You know, the the data says something, whether it's like accurate to the, you know, 0.0000 decimal, Mm. um, it doesn't really matter. What what matters is you've got a number and you need to work out how you're going to go and improve that number the next time around. Um, so that's that's my rant, basically. My rant is people need to come up with what they want to measure, agree the definitions of it, and stop questioning it so much, and just get on to the next stage. There we go. I'm done. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm, I'm totally with you on that one, and I think it's all about just kind of understanding what success looks like and hang your hat on it, really, and just then focusing on doing great work in order to, to achieve and deliver that. And yeah, there's all sorts of clever ways to kind of connect up all the various steps in this journey. But, um, but yeah, I think you've just got to start with, with, you know, that core sort of set of KPIs and then agree and then, and then move forward. So uh, no, I'm with you on that one. I think my one, my one caveat I will, will say on it is you do need some diligence to make sure the data is actually correctly measured and accounted for hmm. absolutely but after that you're done just move on get on to the next thing yeah yeah uh, and and just uh, i guess just be confident with what 
you're talking about and presenting in terms of numbers and, and, and know them, understand them as well. Because that's you will. One of the things I feel like I get more and more these days is questions about what the numbers are, how they've measured, if it's a research survey or something else. But, mm. but, but yeah, g- generally spend less time worrying about whether you believe the definition of the metric and all that kind of stuff. Just, just get on with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it'd be good to get um, thoughts from any listeners as well on that topic because, uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. obviously a, a pretty hot one and I'm sure it's just going to get more and more sort of prevalent as uh, as data becomes, you know, a key part of um, of any kind of uh, marketing kind of team makeup in terms of, you know, to our point last, uh, last episode, you know, data yeah, scientists yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I think it's a really fascinating area. So, um, yeah, it'd be great to get any thoughts and feedback from uh, from listeners as well. Yeah, definitely. And cool. we, we can actually categorically say we've got more than four listeners now as well. We can, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So thanks for we're those. Not gonna, I don't think in. we should quite reveal numbers yet, but we are no, definitely no. on the up, guys. That's what I want to hear. And I want to say thanks to everybody that's <laughs> listening. And please tell your friends. Yeah. <laughs> and family members. And yeah, yeah. Anyone. Children. Yeah. It all maybe it all not helps. children. There's probably yeah, yeah. too much swear. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, funny, but uh, cool. So, um, yeah, I don't have a rant as such this week, but um, just a couple of cool things that I've uh, I've kind of seen come out over the last week or so. Um, one of them is um, Instagram's new archived stories. Again, I don't know if you've kind of seen or or kind of played around with this, but um, this one. That cool. cool. So, um, you know, see the whole you know Snapchat sort of started it, and then Instagram jumps on this with uh, with their stories. But um, this whole kind of idea of of kind of um, you know creating a bunch of content that disappears essentially in in twenty four hours. Um, Instagram have now um, offered the ability to uh, archive all of those stories, um, which again is quite cool because I don't know you if you're on holiday etc. It's quite nice to be able to actually look back and and kind of review that kind of stuff. But um, from a brand perspective, um, what again Instagram is, is allowing you to do is actually add those archived stories as highlights to your profile. Right. So if you're thinking about, um, and again, this works for both B2C and B2B brands, but um, if you're investing in that whole kind of, um, you know, story kind of movement or whatever you want to call it at the moment, um, you know, for those for those stories to disappear in, in 24 hours, um, it can be a little challenging in terms of, you know, getting as much ROI out of that as possible. So the ability to now add those as highlights to your profile, I think just gives you, you know, even more opportunity to get every last bit of value out of the, the content and stories that you're telling. So yeah. uh, I think it's a really cool move by, by Instagram and I'm sure we're going to start seeing even more brands jumping on the, the stories kind of uh, creation um, kind of bandwagon uh, now that um, you can actually kind of have them stick around for longer than 24 hours, which is... Yeah. Uh, which is kind of cool. And um, the last one, uh, again, for me is, um, particularly after my rant last week around Starbucks, is, is actually now... <laughs> You've not really, got another one. No, not a rant, don't worry. It's actually a really cool thing that Starbucks okay. uh, have done. And um, I think it's actually launched a few weeks ago, but I only um, came across it uh, this week. But um, they have opened up a new um, Starbucks Reserve roastery in China. So um, 
the original one was in in Seattle. I've actually been to that one a few times um, when I've been out there with with Microsoft, and it is a phenomenal place. Um, but they have taken that concept and kind of grown that by ten times in in China and added this awesome digital layer around it. So they've actually partnered with Alibaba out in China. Right. To, to kind of co-develop this um, this concept, and the reason I think it's really cool is that um, they're offering a, an experience around what is essentially a commodity. So you know we can we can go and get cups of coffee from all sorts of places, but with this new store, um, you know, a it's a really premium experience. You know, the, the 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 kind of coffee and food is not what you would see in a in a typical Starbucks store, um, but with the stuff they're doing with Alibaba. Um, they're allowing you to to kind of um, use your mobile device to then get all sorts of cool AR type content that then talks you through how the roastery works, um, history behind the coffee, um, and just kind of build a, an experience which I think all retailers should really be looking at. Um, you know, with and I'm sure we're going to see some some more casualties on the high street after Christmas, like we do every year. You know, it's becoming more and more challenging, but. Um, you know, again, here's Starbucks in China, super competitive, but clearly huge market for them. And yeah, if you create something that is compelling and more about just buying stuff, then you'll draw in, um, you know, loyal fans. So um, again, I think there was loads of cool takeaways for me there in terms of how I think about developing experiences, the importance of experiential and all that good stuff. And um, yeah, it was just a really neat one, particularly after my little rant on, uh, on Starbucks last week. Cool, cool. Oh, it's nice to see you kind of balancing the world out with a bit of yin and yang. It's, uh, it's good, it's good. Uh, so my one, I guess, for this week was um, Facebook probably actually a couple of weeks ago announced this um, kind of sound studio. I think it's called Sound Studio. Um, I'm, I'm now double checking. No, Sound Collection, sorry. Um, and basically what they're, they're recognising is that we're all producing a lot of video content. Sometimes that video content doesn't have music or, or sound effects to it, and Facebook's trying to help you enhance your your video content by giving you free music and and sound effects to That's cool. to use. Uh, it, it is pretty cool. I'm slightly worried. There's only a thousand tracks in there and only a uh, fifteen hundred um, sound effects. In that we're just going to be hearing a lot of that music <laughs> through Facebook over the next few years. Uh, I'm ho- I, I hope that uh, one it gets adopted because I think it's it's quite a cool thing, and two that they actually then think about how they could maybe partner with some other uh, rights-free sounds um, uh, businesses like kind of Getty Images for for music that mm. kind of kind of stuff, um, and maybe bring that into the fold and, and make it easier for people to to do it. But I'm going to have a hunt around. Maybe we'll find some new sound effects from Facebook in our in our next. Uh, podcast wow that sounds really cool I'm definitely gonna check that out that's cool yeah cool nice mate one. well i think that brings us to a, a christmasy end indeed indeed yes and um yeah the next episode i guess will probably be uh, us in a pub in uh, the west end somewhere doing a new year special i guess sounds rubbish <laughs> <laughs> yeah dreading that yeah yeah, totally, yeah. <laughs> totally well um i guess just to wish everybody a happy christmas um and uh, a, a good and prosperous and fun fun is the most important one 2018 indeed yeah absolutely and um, you have a good one mate 
Yeah, you too, dude. You too. Merry Crimbo. Indeed. All right. Take it easy. Till next time. Laters. Thanks for listening to Real Marketing Rap. And if you like what you heard, don't forget to share the word. You can follow Joe on Twitter at Joe and Tim at TBush. Big shout out to DJ Tiger Style for the music. You can check him out on DJTigerStyle.com. For more about us, join our WhatsApp group. You can check that out on RealMarketingRap.com. Peace out, people, and keep it real till next time. the bloopers good stuff, so you're drugged so. up and i'm hung over wicked yeah yeah in fact your eyes blimey thanks mate <laughs> That'd be quite we'll cool. do a new we'll do a new year's special that's what we'll do yeah we'll exactly. get a new year's um, special yeah we'll do that from the pub yeah exactly any excuse <laughs>